0: hipster juice oh my
1: god morning good morning
0: <laughs> welcome to don't be the artist i'm hagan nah, I'm, <laughs> I'm
2: jackson i'm adam <laughs> um,
3: this... <laughs> we almost made it
2: you know since i'm in uh quarantine just like everyone else i think this will uh I- i've ran run out of um my uh, my as Dave has been calling it, my hipster juice, my kombucha. Um, so I got a, a a new drink that was sold to me at the farmers market as a vinegar drink. So, um, Ew! That sounds yeah. awful. Let Let's see how it tastes. Um, it is um, peach tea, prebiotic soda.
1: Prebiotic.
2: Yeah, no, that's uh it, it's good it's very, it's good it tastes like peach tea there's no uh there's no bite like the um kombucha so i don't
0: believe you i don't believe you that it's good at all
2: well here try it let me hand it to you oh okay across, yeah thank you so much right quick.
0: oh yummy i'm drinking it now mm-hmm. <laughs> it tastes like beer wow mm-hmm. it's crazy <laughs> i wonder how that worked <laughs>
2: today i um i was scrolling through facebook and i got an ad for uh a pizza company that will remain nameless and uh there it was just an image of a cheese pizza and it looks so fucking good that i took a screenshot of it to just like i guess look back at
3: (laughs) (laughs) just so
0: you can feel something (laughs) just so yeah yeah it's good i like that i uh I got my car back this week, and it was pretty awesome. Woo! Yeah, they drove it to me. I didn't have to go get it. That was very kind of them. That's cool.
1: That is really cool. Yeah. Didn't Did they, they charge you extra? for that?
0: No, I do not have to pay anything. I just I asked if there was nice. if there was a way nice. we could get like a tow service to bring it, and they were like, uh, "We looked up your address, and you're three minutes away, so I'll just drive it over right now, if that's cool." I'm like, "Yeah, that's, that's great.
1: That's awesome." Did the insurance cover the? oh yeah the cost
0: not paying a fucking cent on that shit because <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you I'm, weren't even in the car yeah <laughs> i wasn't even in the car i was just sitting in my house uh, that's awesome
1: so what did yeah, they have was, to do just like replace the i piling? have the
0: sheet right here do you want me to read it for you do you want me to read this is this is this good content
1: I'm sure if people are okay. still in quarantine when they hear this, they're going to be so interested.
0: Is this is this good content? Okay, this is getting my nipples hard as rocks. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna. It I'm could, gonna be,
1: read could be it could be like, the vinegar juice.
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna yes. read it. It's a lot. It's a lot of shit. Um, is this? Let me let me make sure I read it all. So I don't, okay, yeah, it's it's a tw- fifty one items. Um, front. But God, please don't. <laughs> that's, that's so much. <laughs> i'll also I'll, I'll simplify it front bumper it just front lamps, of all the parts yeah yeah uh front bumper front lamps fender uh pillars rocker and floor front door which had like a thousand things to fix and then rear door which also had a thousand things to fix so yeah i'm glad i didn't pay anything for this because this was uh, this would be a lot of money if i had to pay for it i got an email
2: uh today or no yesterday saying that um my insurance company would be uh dropping 20% of our price uh, for the next two months just because no one's driving so paying 20% less that's awesome that's great Yep. but then it got me thinking and I hadn't thought about this prior to this uh, but then I was thinking like wow I'm just paying for car insurance right now for absolutely no reason no it's in case
3: somebody hits your car out front of your house (laughs) (laughs) that's that's it
2: So, in my apartment (laughs) complex, in my apartment complex, we have uh, it's gated to get into the uh, parking lot, and uh, there are you know not a ton, but there are homeless people who live in the area. Um, and today, in order to get in the gated area, you have to have a little buzzer to get in and to get out. There's no proximity sensor to let your car out. You have to have the buzzer. So, I guess this homeless man walked in when the gate was open and then it closed behind him and he just like, I watched him for a little bit like get really (laughs) angry trying to get out and he was trying to do the censor. That's how bored I was that I just kind of watched that.
1: (laughs) Were you worried he was going to hit your car?
2: No, not at all. (laughs) I think he just wandered in which I've seen plenty of people do that because there's concert venues around here and I've seen like, you know, teenagers get their car. They're like really nice cars that are obviously not theirs, uh, stuck in our parking lot because they thought it was free parking. So
1: that's you know, hilarious.
2: I don't let them out.
1: I was uh, because we're staying home so much. I guess I'm not showering as much as I normally do. <laughs> and Yucky. I was, <laughs> I was anyway. I was in the shower <laughs> the other day, and I was like, "Well, wow, this feels like a different place. I feel mean, like uh <laughs> Like I actually just stood there and looked at my shower. I was like, "Oh, cool, new place to hang out."
2: (laughs) Huh? So we just got our my couch. We ordered a couch, and it kept getting delayed. Uh, I mean, like couches don't—they take you know weeks to show up, but it kept getting delayed. I've, I've lived here for like three plus months now, and it kept getting pushed back. But it finally showed up yesterday, and literally had what we were calling a couch party that kind of stuff because it was just like fuck yeah so today we hung out on the couch and then like whenever we were eating we were like oh let's go eat on the couch and i was like oh no for sake of variety let's like eat over at the table because y'all all all (laughs) live in like places where there are different rooms we live in just a (laughs) loft so it's like we're stuck in the same room non-stop right so got to vary it up a little bit
0: I I've, I've been I have been entertained for most of this week. Uh uh one of my roommates started uh, streaming on Twitch. So, uh, we've been like just playing a lot of video games and streaming on Twitch, which has been hysterical. Uh, <laughs> to watch him try to get followers and stuff like that. Everybody make a Twitch account, go follow Ekwensu ocha on Twitch. Thank you You're so gonna much. You're going to have to spell that. You're going to yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm well, not, I'm not looking that up.
1: But yeah. <laughs> or or we can put it in the the yeah, from the show below. notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: show notes. He he. Uh, it's I'm Robbie. He's that. been on the show before. He's he's on, the, he's on our metal episode. So if anyone who's listened to that, you can you know him, I guess. Uh, but also, uh, I iced my fiance before we started. Hey, I saw that. That's awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, Healy was saying that she's really upset that she wasn't old enough to drink, or you know, whatever wasn't into drinking in the time period that icing was popular. She feels that we really got, uh, we missed
0: out on that.
2: <laughs> did, well, it's well, it's
0: back. It's fucking back, dude, <laughs> let me tell you. It is it is back. And, and the people, I, I, I went to, to Total Wine today and they mm-hmm. were almost out of all Smirnoff ice. Oh How my God. How the fuck is that essential?
1: It's How a grocery alcohol
2: store. alcohol essential? <laughs> no, Liquor it, it's, stores are open,
3: yeah. It's classified yeah, it's, as a grocery store.
1: It's definitely essential because some people, yeah. like, they don't want alcoholics who are going through withdrawal to go to the hospital.
3: Well, I don't know if we care about that in Texas, but we that's, care about that's drinking in Texas. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> very much so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Our friend who works at a pawn shop—they're open. They're essential.
3: That's so mm. wild. Yeah, crazy. I can
1: I can see that though. People yeah. wanting to pay their bills and
3: yeah, and it depends on what they have too. That might be some useful stuff. Yeah. Maybe. So uh, at the beginning of this week,
2: I. I was on a work phone call like I literally and it was my meeting that I was hosting so it wasn't something that I could just like mute and like just check out like this was literally my meeting that I was supposed to run and as I sat down it was like in the heat of the day we got our like first 90 degree day I don't know if that's accurate but like uh it got close yeah well was, it that, fu- was, was that fucking
0: Wednesday was that Wednesday yeah so that like, was it, unbelievable
2: it was, like, 96 degrees here in Dallas. and Dude, my so,
1: air conditioning just stayed on all day because it was trying to keep up with the temperature.
2: Yeah, so I sat down, and, like, this was in the very heat, uh, so, like, like, 1 o'clock maybe, like, I, whatever. But it so it was super hot, and I sat down next to my window trying to, you know, just get some uh, of the sun rays, and then uh, there were just... I looked in the windowsill, and there were, like, 100 bugs just walking the perimeter and they looked like little fire ants uh with wings and so obviously and i'm on the meeting and i go okay i'm really sorry everyone but i explained the situation and then i was like i gotta go like i gotta figure this out i'm not just gonna (laughs) chill out and they're like all right yeah no that makes sense okay good luck and then so they disappeared within 30 minutes so like i'm calling people trying to get it figured out and then as we're waiting for maintenance to show up, I look over and I was like, what was literally a hundred plus bugs at one moment was like down to like three bugs. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And then, so there were wings just piled up. Like the whole windowsill was caked in wings and we looked it up and it looks like, so it could be one of two things, ants or, or uh, termites. And we looked up that apparently when termites are breeding... They, uh, After they mate They lose their wings (laughs) What the fuck So I was like okay That sucks no matter what But it sucks even harder when you are Stuck in your house And so I was sitting there It was really hot that day So I was just wearing shorts with no shirt no uh like no uh socks or shoes on but then like i was like i need to put on like clothes to cover myself because like i feel like there are bugs everywhere now
1: that's disgusting that's also i'm sure like for other people on your call were like yeah sure and the dog ate your homework <laughs> you're like guys i gotta go there are fire ants <laughs>
3: uh, funny you should mention dog at your homework though my cat bit my laptop and broke the display what <laughs> yeah
0: are you kidding?
3: <laughs> the kitten did
0: Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, it's I'll
3: great. I'll leave the
2: person. I'll leave the person's name out of this. But someone at work this week, they were here. Here's a great story. So bear with me. They were talking about. They're like, yeah. So last night, I was. Uh, I went to the ER and I got a complimentary uh, face mask and uh, a complimentary <laughs> uh, coronavirus um, uh, testing or screening. And they're like, I'm all good. And I was like, oh, so like you had coronavirus. Oh, like, were you worried that you had it? And he was like, no. So I was on the phone with my wife, who's in Lubbock, and our neighbor's dog was barking a lot. And I said, hey, honey, do you want to say hi to the neighbor's dogs? And then I put my phone over the fence. The dog jumped up and bit the phone and bit the phone in half and chop uh, and cut off the uh, first knuckle of his middle finger. So he just... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and I, he was. I was like, "Well, did you like? Did you drive yourself to the hospital?" He goes, "Yeah, I had to drive myself, but uh, I got somebody to pick me up and drive me back because they wouldn't let me drive after IVs." Um, but yeah, and I was like, "So, like, what are they doing? Did you get it?" And he goes, "Yeah. So, my neighbor, after you know, he heard the whole uh, ordeal, uh, walked over and had the the finger in a bag and asked if I wanted it." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but yeah oh. no they couldn't reattach it apparently so damn Hell. that's
1: so fucking crazy that's insane dude. holy shit
2: <laughs> I was like man what a horrible time to have that happen <laughs> oh just like god. man I'm ar- like I'm uncomfortable enough being stuck in the house like just imagine like having to like re- and uh, he was like saying like yeah and it's on my left hand and I'm left handed so like I gotta figure that out oh,
1: <laughs> that sucks.
2: Uh, <laughs> He's like, you should see me typing right now. I keep missing keys.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just like the angle of it, like just getting used to typing and then having a bit of your finger missing—that's a really hilarious image.
0: Yeah, because you just imagine every time you type, you barely miss. Like you're, you're like (laughs) like just that much off of hitting the key. That would be so frustrating. (laughs) Oh my god! And
2: so he kept uh, people apparently he took a picture of it and apparently it was getting sent around our uh, group at work and somebody's like oh yeah I was on the phone later and I made a joke I said well at least you have all your fingers and he laughed and he goes did he send you the picture and I goes no I don't really want that he goes are you sure it's pretty bad and I was like hell no I don't want that picture don't send that to me (laughs) oh my god
0: (laughs) oh my god
1: so I was I think I told you guys that uh, last week one of my friends iced me uh, yeah. Matt from the boom box, he iced me So today, I'm sitting on the couch and I get a phone call from uh, Kevin and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, hey, what's up, dude? And he's like, hey uh, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm sitting on the couch and he goes, oh, okay uh, open your door <laughs> and I went I went, you son of a bitch and he was like, what? And I opened the door and he's just sitting in his car with his with his girlfriend <laughs> he was like what are you up to you want to hang out and i was like oh i thought you were gonna ice me (laughs) (laughs) so i was like out of like imagine calling somebody and going hey you want to hang out and they go you son of a bitch (laughs) that's great yeah i was like afraid to leave my (laughs) afraid to leave my house yeah icing is like it's totally back
0: in denton right now it is a huge thing on that on that facebook group it's like the way they're doing it is like if you if you donate money to certain businesses then they'll go deliver smirnoff ice to uh to someone's house it's like it's a whole thing super fun
1: imagine dying from coronavirus because you got iced
2: <laughs> you mean getting iced by the virus <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah exactly yeah <laughs>
3: Mm. Uh, well,
0: on that God. note, why are we here today, Hagen? <laughs> why are we here today? I I did want to. Did we talk about the Bob Dylan song at all? I can't remember if we did. I don't no. think we did. So you guys know about it, right? Though, though, right? I haven't heard it I yet, but
1: I, read I know the headline about it.
0: About it. I know okay, so, nothing about a long, it like, it's, it's a 17 yeah. minute, minute about uh, Bob Dylan released, yeah, nope. <laughs> he released He released his first song in over a decade It's 17 minutes long It's about the JFK murder It is awful It is so bad uh, <laughs> Did anybody expect it to not be bad? I don't know what people expected, but uh, let me He got shot in the head. Seriously, I'm going to read the first four (laughs) lines. Uh, "'Twas a dark day in Dallas, November 63, a day that will live on in infamy. President Kennedy was a riding high, good day to be living and a good day to die." Oh, my God. Uh, That slaps.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That honestly, it sounds like if someone tried to make a parody... Like Bob Dylan song,
3: yeah, it sounds like an SNL like parody of Bob Dylan.
1: Or like when they're on, uh, like Jimmy Fallon and stuff, and they they do the karaoke where it's you have to do an impersonation of someone singing yeah. a random song. It's like Bob Dylan sings a song about JFK.
0: <laughs> it is it is a trip. It's it's not a good song. I don't suggest anybody listen to it. I suggest you go on Google and read the lyrics. It still is rough, but it is it is definitely an interesting read. Uh, and and then you might get intrigued to want to hear about it, uh, in context. But yeah, it's uh, it's very not good. It's called Murder Most Foul. Uh, why?
2: I saw. Um. So to today, uh, Phoebe Bridgers released a new song, and I was listening to it. And I follow her on Instagram, and she uh, posted. This somebody took a picture in Times Square. Uh, they had one of the big uh, LED marquees and it had her on it and it said like, oh, new music Fridays or whatever like that. And her comment on it, like she titled it, if a tree falls in the forest and no one's around to hear it, because <laughs> it's just like <laughs> right now, no one's in New York City. So it's, just, it's yeah. like, yeah, I bet that ad space was like super cheap because no one's going to see it.
1: Right
0: that's insane
1: have you guys seen that that picture going around of um hotels lighting up vacant rooms in the shape of a heart and then it says it says uh, i wonder if the homeless people below can see it
3: <laughs> yeah it's, that's kind of fucked up think about
2: it like that dave did i send you that video of that dude skating uh through la
1: uh yeah that's, that
2: shit was crazy it was like uh,
0: post-apocalyptic type shit
1: yeah i Whoa, will let's, say that- let's
0: pause Let's pause for a second before you talk to keep talking about it because I want to make sure that we all know that you posted on your Instagram story, Dave, of you skating in your heyday, and I want to get a link for that in the show notes. Everyone can watch you skating I'm on it because that was awesome. That was fucking cool. Come
1: on! It. Well, actually, that video, a friend of mine who uh, he, the guy who filmed it, he, he can't figure out how to make it public on his YouTube.
3: He has like a YouTube
1: channel from like a long time ago, and so. I actually signed into his YouTube so I could watch that video. But I will I'll send um, Adam a a link for an older video of me skateboarding.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. I had people everybody's I, gotta I watch you people skating. message me. It's awesome. I, it
1: was insane. I had people I had people message me going, Were you filming? <laughs> and I'm like I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, No, that's me and they're like, No fucking way that's you, dude. <laughs> like uh thanks
2: (laughs) yeah don't even ask what they mean by that
1: yeah no i i don't have to
0: hagan why are we here holy shit uh i i guess i guess we're here to talk about music feuds some more yeah yeah music feuds part two back in the
1: habit (laughs) back in the habit
0: back in the habit of feuding (laughs) Well, last, last we left off, Jackson was feuding with me and Dave, am I correct? Is that, is that, is that when we last left off? Yeah. Well,
2: I cut out Dave and I's feud in the uh, edit because I felt like an asshole.
1: Well, fuck you, man.
3: <laughs> funny, funny how that worked.
1: <laughs> well, uh, I mean... My palms just got sweaty. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, who's gonna feud today, though? Can we, or can we place bets on who's gonna feud? This is Music Feud's Part two, Electric Boogaloo, Back to the
2: Hood, Passion of the Crust, uh, The Will, <laughs> Chipwrecked, Cruise Control, uh, The Revenge of Kitty Galore. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. I looked up the top 10 dumbest sequel names.
3: Yeah, you got them all.
2: I didn't get all 10. Oh, here's The Last Exorcism, part two. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this
1: is great. Uh, th- that's your research time.
2: Did <laughs> <laughs> you guys hear that? Did you
0: guys uh, yep. hear that? Is that yeah. Pepper? No, Kara, they Kara seems mad. <laughs> She's very mad. <laughs> she-, she said, I want to hang out with you. It's the weekend. And I facing no, me. It's boys night. No, you- you're busy working. Yeah, Don't I'm y'all know working. the
2: country is going to open up on Sunday? Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> <sighs> music feuds. music feuds. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Have y'all ever heard of Van Halen? Yes. So they... Uh... Uh, no. Yeah, it, so... in my childhood. <laughs> yeah, we all grew up. Uh, whenever... <laughs> <laughs> so whenever I sent this to you guys, the list that I was like, oh, I know about these, uh, I sent you guys David Lee Roth versus Eddie Van Halen, but I've come to find out that it was it's actually... Eddie Van Halen versus everyone in the band except for his brother Alex.
3: Oh, really? Yeah, it's... it's, Yeah. So
2: basically, it's just David Lee Roth... Basically, the singers are the biggest ones that he feuds with, and David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar are, like, the biggest ones. Uh, apparently so much so. So he has, uh... I think he's in remission now, but, uh, he definitely had cancer and may still have it. Eddie Van Halen does. And uh, whenever people were asking, I was like, oh, you know, is this a good time for you to, you know, kind of put those things behind you with other people? And he said, he basically, he stated immediately that he would not accept any apologies from former bandmates.
1: Damn, he's taking that shit to the grave.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he basically seems to hate everyone in the band except for his brother, which is like his ride or die, which in the next uh, one we'll talk about is not the case with siblings, um which I almost like felt like we should just n- make this a whole episode about sibling rivalries in uh music
1: but It's e- th- it's either that or lead singers versus like guitar players but can you imagine being in Van Halen as a lead singer like their band is named after the guitar player
2: <laughs> Yeah and so apparently uh according to David Lee Roth uh the two of them have always Each other that it's always been a big fight, which is weird because I think they started the band when they were like 15, and it's just like okay, so like there's no way when you're 15 you understand that a band is good enough that you need to be business partners even though you don't like each other. So that's crazy to me because now when they talk about it, it's like they're like in their 60s and they talk about it, they're like, yeah, I mean, like we can put that aside, it's fine. We're you know we're there to you know. Work together, and that's it. Like, we don't have to love each other.
1: I mean, that's the case with all of our examples today. All of the people that we're talking about today started super young and yeah. <laughs> ended up having a falling out.
2: So, I did. So, the biggest thing that I saw from this is I cataloged a little bit like what led to, I don't, I guess, David Lee Roth left the band or he was kicked out it's weird I'm not quite sure I fully understand it and also uh, if you didn't listen to the last episode we're gonna go ahead and state it now we're not uh, completely factual on everything you know this is just gossip I guess because you know I just worry I'm gonna say something and somebody's gonna scream at me through the podcast so
1: well let us know if we if we make mistakes
2: yeah will you please let Dave know if I make mistakes (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, especially, yeah, let me know so I can tell Jax that he's wrong.
3: <laughs> yeah, you can, it'll fuel your feud. <laughs> yeah.
2: Apparently, the rift between the two started uh, whenever they were doing a cover of Dancing in the Street. Um, because around that time, uh, Eddie Van Halen, who is known for being a guitarist, the you know, the guitar god, that kind of thing, um apparently around this time was when he was starting to really get into synthesizers. And so he wrote this uh, lead line and he's like, Oh, I want to make an original song out out of that. And everyone like the, everyone was really tentative and about it, but uh, especially David Lee Roth told him it was stupid of him to play uh, anything but guitar because he's a guitar hero. He's nothing else. So basically that's apparently where the whole clashing thing started. But so they ended up using that lead line to uh, make a cover, which Eddie Van Halen was super pissed about. And then uh, they, on the next album they released, they, uh, he finally convinced the band, even though they were all still uh, against it, that uh, to let him write a song with synthesizers. And he wrote Jump, which was their only number one single. <laughs> So apparently as soon as that happened the complete like so there was always the power struggle I mean like Van Halen was his band uh, Eddie Eddie Van Halen's band but there was still that power dynamic because like I don't know it it seems like a lot of these bands that start in the 80s I think they started in the 80s it seems like you know the bassist or the guitarist writes all the music and then like the singers are really just kind of like the poster child of the band which is interesting to me i mean nothing wrong with that but i don't know i find that
0: weird i
2: don't know it is
1: it is super weird
0: i think it's uh, i mean it, it's hard to say about uh other examples but i think this example it reminds me a lot of um system of a down in a way where like you have uh these people who like you have a singer versus a guitar player kind of feuding um and i mean like i i, I love surge more than i love darren but like a lot of people who know System of a Down think of Lonely Day first. Right. That, that is like a lot of people's go, it's, it's, it's a fucking pop, it's, it's a poppier song for them. Like people love that song.
1: I think of the music video.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, per- personally, like I, it, it, the first song that I like fell in love with from them was BYOB and then that album. But like Lonely Day, I like, I, you mentioned System of a Down to some people and they immediately just started singing that. And that would be Darren's song, even though I would say Surge is like the, the mind for so much of what happens there. Yeah. So I don't know. It's 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 definitely a weird thing where you have these people who fight about who has control, and then like the person that you wouldn't expect, I guess, has the big hit. I mean, I, I, it's it's very odd. I mean, it, it is all egos just fighting each other. Yeah, I I think that's the case for all of this stuff.
1: You, I mean, it's imagine being someone like. In, in the, at the front of the stage night after night because another thing we don't take into consideration sometimes when talking about these things is how long and how many shows these bands have played so they're up on the stage and the singer gets the most notoriety because they're at the typically at the front of the stage unless you're in tool unless you're a tool uh, but
2: it's the, same, the, thing. There it's you the go. same thing
1: nailed it nailed it um but they're at the front of the stage so for thousands of shows over the course of 20 or 30 years they start to get the sense that they're the reason everyone's there
2: yeah that's fair yeah so it, apparently and what's interesting about that is the band was super big whenever they released that cover and the plan was is they were they had just like finished an album cycle and like a huge tour i think like hundreds of dates and they just thought like, Hey, we're big enough that we could just take a year off and not release a song or not release an album. They're like, we just want to take a break. So they were thinking, okay, we're going to release one song and that'll bite us some time to just kind of relax, recharge our batteries. And then we'll do a proper album and tour it. Uh, But apparently whenever they released that song, uh, it was so big that the, um, uh, the dancing in the street, Uh, cover Uh, it was so big that the uh, record company was like nope you gotta do a whole album right now so it was half covers half original music and uh, I think any tensions that could have simmered off in that year off or however long they took off were just like bound to like just completely
0: boil over so how long were they how long were they like continuing on um, after like they started feuding how long were they together like consistently
2: been out of the band and then sammy hagar uh replaced him and he's i so van halen apparently i don't think they're doing anything anymore i think they're pretty much done but they did like a like a reunion tour uh with uh david lee roth their most recent tour was with him and that is where you can get a lot of this information is from those uh like they've been all of them been on Howard Stern and stuff like that and it's basically them just talking about like, yeah I mean it's strictly business like we go up there and after the second song we hug that way the audience doesn't have this whole like oh trying to watch like the NASCAR crash like we try to make them feel like hey nothing's wrong but we're not gonna hang out <laughs> so
0: that's yeah. that's what I was gonna say it's like I it's this is this is work right I mean this is this is fucking work and so it's like you might hate your co-worker but you gotta get the job done
1: I've, i have a friend of mine who uh who knows some of the people in the band chicago because there's only a couple of original members maybe one or two i don't really know but
2: i think it's just like the horn section
1: yeah so they all travel in separate buses and they don't communicate with each other at all and then they go on stage and they play the show and then they get on the separate buses and They've been doing that for about 20 years now or something like that.
2: That's such a weird existence, which I totally get it. uh, But it's very weird to have these. I, in my personal life, I always feel uh, like, I mean, there are situations like I don't want to live with my coworkers. Duh. And those are basically your living conditions. But there is that kind of idea of like, I don't know. I don't want to do something so much that it's like completely like oh why would you do that that's completely asinine or like there are plenty of bunks that kind of thing it's it's just crazy to me it, it's a really uncomfortable existence i would feel
1: yeah i find any time if i'm in a band with someone and like there's a weird tension between i have a hard time performing the way i should
2: right yeah
0: yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of bands, I think, that do that sort of spacing thing. And I also think, it's a I, again, it's an ego thing, and it's a frontman thing. And I was just talking to my fiancé to care about this, about how, like, singers just are inherently just more egotistical. And it could be, again, the whole thing of, like, at the end of the night, they're the ones at the, sen- at the center stage the whole time, and everyone's cheering for them, mostly. It also could just be a way that singers are raised, where they, like, uh, every single opportunity they have is them in front of everybody there's there's it, it doesn't matter if there's a crowd or not it doesn't matter if it's a rehearsal it doesn't matter what it is they're the ones at the very very front of the whole thing but like uh uh the podcast your favorite band sucks is, has uh tyler mahan co on it and his dad david allen Coe. david allen Coe is a really famous country singer and he would have his own bus and then his band who he didn't he didn't like he didn't band lead which a lot of them like don't but his son actually was the band leader uh they had their own bus. And so it was just—it was—it's a very separate thing where these front men, these lead singers, they're like, "I'm going to go do my thing," and then you're going to do your thing. And so,
3: and I
1: can kind of see that, especially Jackson. You were saying before where like other members of the band, aside from the front man, are writing the songs. But then you get typically the front person of the band is the person doing all the interviews and press. So then yeah. you can see where inherently that rub starts to grow as the band goes forward.
3: Yeah, yeah. They're not even necessarily the front man but they're the de facto front man usually
2: yeah adam i don't want this to come off egotistical but do you think hagan was talking shit about me when he was talking about singers
0: <laughs> yes i went to school for that though i know
1: i That's was the, that there's the, oh he just put that feud out
0: <laughs> I, Beautiful. I it's it's funny because like nipples <laughs> When, uh, when when I was in school you just you just could see everybody be egotistical and and I'm sure that that's in every single field, but artists and musicians I think have like this this next level ego level that's just really really hard to deal with sometimes and I used to play a game when I was in the music building trying to guess like who played what instrument based on like the way they held themselves up and their their just demeanor in general um and it was always like it was it was in general vocal people were always the ones that were the loudest. Uh, they might not have held themselves as high like in, with their body language but they always wanted everyone to know they were in the fucking room there yeah. was no way that they were like they. everyone had to know that you were a singer because you spoke so loudly um, and so it's just, it, it, I think it's it comes with the territory of aging up into it. And I think you also have to have a mindset to, have to play certain instruments and to be in certain fields. So I think that more egotistical people lean towards singing because they like being center stage. For sure. Uh, I have a lot of friends who are great singers who don't want to sing because they don't want to be in front of people. They don't want to be the focal point of attention. Um, and so it, it's... And that's why, like, some bands are really cool where they can, like, actually share everything. Even if the singer is center stage, there's just so much other stuff going on. Or, like, uh, maybe the singer is just a little bit off to the right or something like that. But I think that most of these feuds, I mean, like you guys said earlier, at the very beginning was, like, all singers against guitar players or against songwriters or something like that. And it's an ego thing.
1: Yeah, Yeah, you don't hear many instances of the singer and the bass player having a feud.
0: Yeah, you might encounter a guitar player versus a guitar player.
1: Yeah.
2: Like this next example, the Kinks. <laughs> this is where we get into our uh, sibling section of the show, uh, where in this one we're going to talk about uh, Ray Davies versus Dave Davies. Which, the kinks. Uh, by the yeah, by the way, in my notes I uh, wrote next to Ray Davies, singer, and right next to Dave Davies, I put guitarist because I was like, I like at some point when I was researching enough of it, it just started to blend together prior to this i knew exactly who each of them was but like i was like oh my god they, they yeah. sound too similar
1: yep. That, I, yep that happened a lot too when i was doing uh research on oasis
2: yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that took me a while and then it just really became a hobby of mine and now it's <laughs> i know them like i know my own grandmother
1: <laughs> <laughs> imagine if you ever met either of them and you're like grandma Papa. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, so uh, the kinks, everybody knows the kinks um, Apparently, so Ray Davies and Dave Davies are obviously brothers um, I believe, uh, actually I have no clue which one's the older brother And which one's the younger brother or whatever But uh, they're brothers um, So I guess to uh, get it started Ray uh, was the uh, quiet eccentric type while Dave was the uh, expressive extrovert, and so whenever they performed, they both played guitar. But uh, what Dave was the lead guitarist, and Ray was the singer, guitarist, kind of rhythm guitarist, typically. So apparently, you know, like, and it got more like this as they went along. Uh, Ray Davies was very much the um, kind of he became the eccentric song type. Uh, songwriter type where he was just trying to be very poetic with his lyrics and quiet and not, not really like Bob Dylan, but you know, similar to that. Whereas like Dave Davies was like the big uh, personality on stage flailing around, kind of like Jimi Hendrix, that kind of thing. Um, so apparently these two always had a sil- sibling rivalry, but uh, I, I guess it just, you know, with what it's like being in a band, uh, it got super bad for them so what's my favorite part about the kinks is that they literally got onto on stage fights not in the sense that like I know like with the eagles there's that whole like story of them like saying like hey after the show I'm gonna kick your ass that kind of stuff
1: it's like you just just write my checks he's like I'm gonna kick your fucking ass when we get off this stage
2: yeah (laughs) and whereas this one it's nothing like that it is literally they would fight fist fights on stage and (laughs) My favorite was, uh, I think it was, uh, Ray, uh, walked up to, uh, Dave or maybe backwards. It doesn't matter, but he walked up to him and he punched him in the face. And when, uh, the other one, when he fell down after being punched, he hit his head on the back, back of his head on the piano. And he was just laid, like just laid out on the uh, stage. And the one who punched him was sitting there and he looked at him and goes, Oh, well, I guess I killed him. And so he got down kind of in a push-up position face to face and was looking and apparently he just sprung up like he was waiting <laughs> for him and then just assaulted
1: him. <laughs> I think yeah. the drummer I think the drummer also hit one of them with a drum, with a cymbal stand and then it, that got them banned from from the USA for a couple of years or something like that.
2: I wouldn't be shocked by that. Um there is a uh another story where apparently so Ray Davies uh, He had a Christmas song that he wrote for the band And they were like oh during a performance Of this Christmas song he dressed up As Santa Claus he was singing And the band was supposed to pretend like They were going to steal his presents And you know all the other the rest of the band Would like was taking his gifts And then uh, the guitarist, Dave Davies, just like, I'm just going to go attack him <laughs> and just literally just started attacking him. And like the crowd thought, oh, yeah, this is part of the, you know, the acts. You know, they're taking Santa's toys while the rest of the band is trying to pull him off as he's just attacking him.
1: Well, I think it started for them when they were kids, too. Right. Because they had they were the only they were the only two boys in a family with 10 siblings. Yeah. And then uh, they had some like pretty hard times when they were younger. I think it was uh, the guitar player got his first guitar from a girlfriend, and then later that same day, that girl died.
2: <laughs> yeah. Whoa. So
1: they had some pretty pretty dark times when they were in their formative years, and they took that into the their relationship as bandmates.
2: Yeah. Speaking of the hard times, <clears throat> so like there, are, this is an interesting chain of events right here. So Ray. Uh, the singer sidelined uh dave after uh dave was he was you know the guy off the side uh who and he just so he was like he wanted to kind of have more of a personality and not just be the side guy because ray davies was becoming the the big guy that everyone knew um and so he released a solo song dave davies did and uh you know it uh, didn't do poorly but it didn't do great it was just a solo song and then you know there would be these stories of like uh the band would be like okay well tonight we're gonna play his uh the solo song we're gonna let him play it and we'll play along with him that kind of thing and he would start playing it and before he could even get into the first uh (laughs) verse the uh singer would start you know you really got me or something like that that would like completely get the crowd psyched up and he would say, like, yeah, that was Dave Davies playing this. Now we're playing this. And, like, just complete asshole about Holy it. Holy shit. That's insane. <laughs> I,
1: and I think he would, he would refer to him as Dave, that, the name of that song, Davies.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, like, <laughs> he basically got sidelined for doing a solo song. Uh, and things only got worse from there. And then, like, apparently, you know, as years of touring and all that stuff happened, Ray one night at a show just up and quit the band, and then that night attempted suicide. And uh, Dave Davies got uh, a call saying, "Hey, come pick up your brother." And this is years of squabbling and all that stuff. And he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go pick up my brother." He picks him up, and he he's of course thinking like everything's gonna get better, you know, like you know this will really put things in perspective. Apparently, things only got worse from there so oh my
1: god (laughs) yeah because there were there were reports of them kind of being motherly towards each other in times like that when when it was really bad and it, it would be good for a little while and then it would very quickly at the like whatever at an instant they would just start fighting right back again but didn't he try to did he not try to commit suicide on stage
2: I don't know about that because I read yeah. somewhere
1: that he did that, and then like his final act was to kiss his brother on the forehead before he died.
2: <laughs> of course, it would be. Yeah. <laughs> huh. So well. it, it was. <laughs> <laughs> they like so, and it, it's really weird. So like the basis, uh, the way they they had like specific spots on stage that they like to stand, and they had their basis between the two of them, and like the both of them in interviews have said, yeah. We kind of feel bad about that because, like, we can only imagine what it must have been like to be in between the two of us uh, at times. <laughs> <laughs> and poor, like, the basis, bass player. Yeah, and the bassist was quoted as saying, he said, yeah, no, sometimes that's bigged up, but, you know, those two can really be nice. If you get them into a room with each other, they can be nice for about three minutes, and then you got to call the ambulance. <laughs> the dude just seems super calm. He goes, oh, yeah, you know you just get used to it at times you just i would just back up to the drum set and let them do their thing
0: oh, jesus
2: yeah but it, and so the last thing i'll say about it is it's super weird the way the brothers talk about it because they did break up for a while and like they were like they hated each other and they're like no nah, fuck them i'll never work with them again but they're back together now and they play music again uh together so it's weird how that worked but um apparently they have released a song. The Kinks have released a song poking fun at the rivalry. And when you talk to the brothers actually about it, uh, they claim that it's just bigged up in the media uh, and that it's really not that bad of a thing. But then everyone else uh, says, oh, no, it's as bad as they say, maybe even worse. So <laughs> yeah, I'm,
3: uh, I'm sure it was worse. I was going to say it, it doesn't seem like it was hyped up because there was some interview where Ray was talking about it. Dave's birthday party. Ray threw the cake on the ground and then stomped on it. And that's not a thing you do. <laughs> oh, if This is not God. a real thing. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so let me let me ask you guys a question uh, because I only kind of have siblings. Um, could you guys imagine being in a band with your sibling? Uh, you don't have to go into detail of your relationship with your sibling, but just could you imagine being in a band with your sibling? No, no. So, sounds-
1: uh, I I have I have two older brothers and one of them was briefly played drums and the other one still uh, plays guitar as a hobby. And I just couldn't imagine it. We, I I mean, if we did somehow join a band together and then get famous, we would be talking, other podcasts would be talking about us, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) It just wouldn't even come close.
2: I'm going to say no comment. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> just kidding I, I I think I see it both ways like I, I bet if my brother and I were in a band like you know it would be the similar thing I mean like just like with anyone but like even more with someone you've literally known your whole life like I could see that being like just an issue um, but I have jokingly before to my brother there have been times where like I've had a segment of my life where I was into the Avit brothers and like I texted him like hey how come you're not good at music and we could do something <laughs> like this because he doesn't play music or anything. So I poked fun at that saying like, hey, man, dude, like we could have done something like the Kings of Leon. What the fuck?
1: Yeah. I mean, I had I had one of my brothers join uh, join a band I was playing with on stage for one song, and that was actually super fun. But beyond that, it would be like torture, I think. Especially because, like, I I went to music school, and even just like on holidays, whenever we would talk about like, hey, let's play some songs, you know, we would get in arguments about me wanting to use a tuner so that we could both be in standard uh, tuning.
0: Jesus, and he what? would be like,
1: <laughs> yeah, he, he would be he would be like, man, you went to music school and you don't know how to tune a guitar without a tuner? Oh,
2: what, what the my fuck! God. <laughs> what the fuck?
1: <laughs> oh yeah. You're studying singing? How about
2: you sing me a song right now, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're such a big songer, sing me.
1: <laughs> and, and then, like, you know, at family parties, he could play, uh, like, some CCR songs. And then they'd be like, okay, yeah, Dave, why don't you play us something? And then I'm like, cool, here's a couple of choruses over this jazz standard of me improvising. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, it's such a weird thing. I mean, like... I fucking hate it when people are like, oh, yeah, so you, you're a musician. Uh, why don't you play a song for me? And I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that.
0: Like,
1: mm-hmm. no. I mean, you're yeah, a surgeon? How you're a surgeon? Why don't you cut me open?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's de- that's definitely one of the worst parts about it. But I think, like, being, uh, being in the band with a sibling, it sounds like, I mean, it's, like you said, it sounds like it could be either way. It could be a thing where it could it could just be like being in man with anybody else. You have to deal with a lot of the same struggles. Who knows? But it also seems like it could easily... Because it is someone you haven't known your whole life, like you said. And it, it, it really does seem like it could easily explode. I mean, it really depends on the relationship at the end of the day. But I do think that there there when you know someone so well, it's so hard to find that balance. and And it's something that's like that i think everyone who's been in a band has struggled with where you get to know someone so well and nine times out of ten or you know somewhere close to that it's it's gonna be hard to be in a band with that person at a certain point uh and then you'll find the occasional where it's like i could be in a band with this person forever and that's awesome and that's super that's super rare and amazing uh but i mean it's it's just especially with someone you know so well i it makes sense why brothers why siblings feud when they're in a band it makes perfect sense I, I don't
2: know if this has anything to do with it but I wonder if part of it is like there is this idea with family that you're not allowed to dislike your family so I'm wondering right. like if I get in a fight with someone who's my friend I am allowed to it's societally acceptable for me to say fuck that guy whereas like there is that kind of social guilt of like oh well you, you don't like your family what's up
0: with that yeah.
2: so right. there
0: is that pressure Maybe that definitely makes a lot of sense.
2: Yeah. Which that could swing both ways. It could be good or it could be bad.
1: Can you, can you guys think of many examples of siblings and bands who get along? I know Jackson, you mentioned the Avid brothers before
2: Jonas brothers, maybe the
1: the Jonas brothers. Yeah, maybe
0: (laughs) Eddie Van Halen and Alex Van Halen. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's flip side to, to, to what we were talking about. I mean, going back to them, I mean, yeah, they get along and that's, I think, I think those examples definitely exist. Uh, but I mean, it, it probably came with some level of struggle between them. Uh, but maybe they got along as kids or maybe they figured out how to work together. Maybe they kind of like when they were doing music decided, Hey, we're not going to be like brothers. We're just going to be working. Like, I, I mean, like I said earlier, it's a job. It's not right. relationships. It is, but it's also, we got to get at a certain point when you're as big as those bands, it's work. It's the Bills. It's everything. So,
2: yeah. I think the Everly brothers hate each other. And I think... So, the National, uh, they are two sets of brothers. And then the singer is not related to anyone. I think those two sets of brothers are good friends. So, I and think they are examples. the Greenwood
1: brothers from, from Radiohead.
2: Yeah, that's true. Apparently, those two are, like, ride or die. They, like, apparently are best friends. That's awesome. Apparently, that whole band... They're all, like, best friends, but apparently the two uh, Greenwoods, yeah, exceptionally. That's really cool. You know,
1: and sometimes the examples end up happening where they might have had a good relationship otherwise, but then one of the people, not necessarily brothers, but collaborators, they end up going to do something solo. So uh, Simon and Garfunkel, that's who I'm thinking about. They, um, They were when they were 15 is when they started their band. Like they started playing as a duo and they were originally called Tom and Jerry. (laughs)
0: That's (laughs) great. Yeah. They went as Tom and Jerry.
1: So they, uh, they were still in high school when they got signed, they recorded their first single, but then as they kept like their feuds started when, uh, one or both of them would move away for a little while or focus on something else. And then I think it was Simon, uh, Paul Simon would record a solo song without Art Garfunkel. So then they started feuding then because Art Garfunkel got jealous and that kept going throughout their entire career. The other part of it too, is that Simon, Paul Simon, I keep calling him Simon. Paul Simon was like very prolific and wanted to continue writing songs and Art Garfunkel went to grad school and did all these things while Paul Simon was in England. And then around them, they got famous without their relationship being totally intact. So they had to go and do these tours and perform, even though there was already tension from a very young age.
3: Yeah, they didn't they go on a couple tours while they weren't even talking to each other? Yep. Like they would just go perform and then leave and that was it?
2: and I, I think there was even like a section like after they had like broken up Paul Simon like was talking about how he would never ever work with uh, one of them uh, working with Art, Art Garfunkel again because he was just saying like oh that dude's a talentless hack like I wrote all the songs that kind of thing
1: <laughs> yeah it, uh, I think what I have written down in 1990 this is great Simon Garfunkel were inducted Simon and Garfunkel were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame so garfunkel thanked his partner uh saying you know he thanked paul simon saying this is the person who most enriched my life by putting those songs through me to which simon responded arthur and i agree about almost nothing but it's true i have enriched his life quite a bit <laughs> <laughs> this is at the rock and roll hall of fame and then after performing three songs together they left without speaking
0: holy shit
2: that's it, crazy it, And, like, you know, basically, they are now seem to be on good terms. I mean, they're older. I mean, they're in their later years. So, I think that might have something to do with it is that, you know, there's just been enough time for them to put the things beside them. And, like, in relative terms, this is a pretty tame one. I mean, it's just, like, it just seems like they didn't like each other. Uh, But, like, even now, I think Art Garfunkel got sick. He got some type of, like, throat thing. And, you know, like, we get a sore throat and we recover. Apparently, he just never fully recovered from it. And so uh, it's, like, his left vocal cord doesn't work anymore, so he can't sing. He can talk. He can talk and do all that stuff, but he can't sing. And, uh, basically, Paul Simon says, yeah, we still talk, and I'd like to, like, if that, I pray for him every day that, like, one day that'll, like, resolve itself, and they can't really fix it. They're just hoping one day it'll get better. And like, if that ever happens, I'd like to do like a 15 date tour as like a, you know, like a, you know, closing that chapter in our lives and do a proper goodbye. So I I think that they're on good terms. I doubt they actually talk every day, but.
1: And then, and then Paul Simon retired. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, I think that'd be good. Uh, I'm retired now. But there, there were moments early on before they got super big where Paul Simon was telling, was trying to convince our Garfunkel to, Um, stop smoking cigarettes and marijuana so much because it was affecting his voice and Art Garfunkel was like no I'm not going to do that so they ended up having problems through that as well
2: yeah I think this uh, you know gets back to that kind of idea of uh, I think a lot of the animosity stems from Paul Simon having that frustration of like oh I write this stuff why are we why am I uh, towing along this person like feeling like that Art Garfunkel whether or not it's true was on his coattails writing his coattail
1: well yeah there was uh, Paul Simon's album I think it's uh, Hearts and Bones that that was originally supposed to be a Simon and Garfunkel record but Paul Simon felt that the songs were, were m- more closely related to his own specific personal life so he wanted to put it out as his own solo thing
0: yeah well so you said you said jealousy earlier and I I, I want to I want to see the idea of jealousy versus ego. I think they are closely related, but I, I I do think it's an interesting thing of like, you can be jealous without being egotistical. So do you think that they were both egotistical and then one of them was jealous? Or do you think that just one of them was jealous just on his own?
1: I think Art Garfunkel was just jealous. Interesting. And I, th- I think Paul Simon, I don't know. I don't know any stories about him being egotistical, but I do know that he was very driven.
2: Okay,
0: yeah, that's a good word. I like that.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's people like, obviously, uh, Billy Corian. We we could do a whole episode on the Smashing Pumpkins, but like, yeah. I mean, that guy is completely egotistical, and I don't think he could—he's very much—and this pains me to say this— Uh, But he's very much like a Donald Trump type where he's so egotistical that he can't possibly, you know, think of how what he's doing affects another person. Yeah. I say that from a very pained place because I love Billy Corgan's music, but I imagine
0: he must be a very difficult person to work with. But then, but then, but then... especially in a duo setting it makes sense for jealousy to come up when you think you're doing something and it's actually someone else or whatever and so i mean it's it's weird where that comes from to me at least i mean it it makes sense where it comes from because i think we all have jealous tendencies at at certain points uh but it's just a different place where feuds and and just not healthy relationships can come from is just being not open and being just a quiet jealous person until it explodes and you have a giant feud in your face except there's wasn't giant i guess yeah
2: and even if it was like uh dave had a good point when we were talking before this podcast uh that like this was an era where like yeah there was a feud happening but like it it just wasn't really talked about because there weren't as many interviews happening there weren't there
1: was no there was no tmz or paparazzi or anything like that
2: Yeah, yeah it
3: could stay quiet
2: So unless it was this big atomic thing, like the kinks was, I mean, you just weren't going to see it. I mean, the kinks were literally getting on stage and fighting. Well, not all of them, but you know what I mean? But yeah. So, you know, unless they were doing something really aggressive, like we were just not going to see it. So
1: like, I I read a, I read a Rolling Stone interview that uh, for, with Art Garfunkel where the person that was interviewing him was, was actively trying to get him to, to like talk about the feud with Paul Simon. And he was like, you're really pushing this, aren't you? Like, I really don't want to talk about this. Please drop it. I will not say anything about it.
2: That's super uncomfortable. And I guess that, yeah, that's crazy. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
2: So we also, we have two bands that are very family oriented that we were going to talk about. Um, we talked about the Black Crows brothers. Uh, this one was kind of—it's weird. This is another one where it's bigged up to be this big thing that apparently these two uh, brothers, there, there's uh, the singer and the guitarist, and the Black Crows are brothers, um, and apparently they fight just all the fucking time. And the you know the Oasis, like the Gallagher brothers, said that they're worse like this set of brothers is worse than them that kind of stuff and everyone they were they were on a
1: they were on a tour together and they heard them arguing from their green room and they were like oh my god that's intense
2: (laughs) so like it's weird like you there are all these anecdotal things like that but there's no like they're not super open about it everything i was seeing is just like the two brothers were saying like you know it just it's unfortunate the two of us have never actually been that close of friends and then of course I'm really happy the Black Crows got famous but like we just couldn't work together that kind of thing which is just super weird I couldn't find anything actually talking about it.
1: I I found an interview with the drummer uh, Steve Gorman where at at this point the only well at that point rather I should say the only original members of the band were the two brothers and the drummer. They had gone through so many different lineup changes but after Uh, they ended up trying to do a reunion tour. But Chris Robinson, the the lead singer, he said that, that the drummer said that uh, part of the negotiations for the tour was that Chris Robinson wanted that drummer out of the band. He wanted his 33.3% share of everything that came from the tour and that he wanted his brother to give up 25%. So he wanted... 75% 75% of all revenue generated from the tour. And that's the only way he would do a reunion tour. Holy fuck. <laughs> Jesus.
0: That's insane. <laughs> all right,
2: everybody go see Black Crows whenever they actually do their reunion tour. <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> but they... Uh, so th- they had rules for the for their fist fights backstage before the show, and it was that they weren't allowed to hit each other in the face. Other that's than fair. that... The drummer told stories of them walking to the stage and physically punching each other and kicking each other and elbowing each other all the time.
0: That's fucking nuts. you need need that to play. What the fuck?
1: The drummer drummer was like, he's like, I know it's weird to say, but that's part of what made our show so good was the adrenaline of the violence that happened all the way up to the stage. (laughs)
2: It, What's weird a, about this band is like so I've heard this name so much and then like it's it's gotten even bigger this year cuz they were supposed to be doing that reunion which will probably get rescheduled but like I so I went back and I think I listened to maybe like 5 or 6 of their songs the other day uh le- when we were researching this and I was like man I don't think I've heard a fucking one of these songs Do y'all know them
1: Yeah I mean I know the song Jealous Again and like some of their other hits. I remember seeing them on TV when I was a kid, but I think they just got really lucky at a time when, I mean, they actually didn't get lucky because they formed when hair metal was popular. And then they got more popular when like Nirvana was a thing. So they, they didn't really ever fit the era that they were in, but they just kept going. I think with them, it's really just the, the lead singer was like super messed up on, drugs and stuff like that and he was extremely egotistical so then we were talking about jealousy Hagen I don't think in this with this band I don't think it was jealousy at all I think it was just like his ego was so big that they couldn't the rest of the band couldn't stand being around him
2: and that's what I've seen is that the the uh, singer seems to be pretty much just like oh yeah yeah you know just kind of brushes it off whereas like everyone else in the band like Uh, his brother kind of just seems like it's a shame I mean you know I just didn't want to be around him so you know like not that they were you know uh, completely exonerated from anything but like it just kind of seemed like it was all on the singer just being an asshole
1: so now this reunion tour they're doing it's just the two brothers and an entirely new band
0: oh my god
1: because of the the lead singer being like i want that drummer i want the drummer out
0: <laughs> Jesus Wonderful. Christ!
2: it's also That's a band insane. that uh there's all these pictures of them in the 90s and i'm like okay i see what they look like and then i see them now i'm like who the fuck are these people they look <laughs> completely different like they now look like They are like, you know, long hair, beards and all that. They look like a Rick Rubin-esque type person. And then like (laughs) back in the 90s, it's like, yeah, no, you could tell me that that's some Brit pop band. And I'd be like, yeah, no, that's the Verve. I get it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They do look like, yeah, the lead singers from both bands looked similar at that time.
2: It's fucking weird. I was like, man, there's no way that's the Black Crows. Like, that's definitely a different band. Like, you could tell me, yeah, so they actually hired some people to go out on that reunion tour, and they're actually not the Black Crows. I'd be like, yeah, no, I see that. I, you're right. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, so um, I think we got one more. Uh, Dave, do you know anything about this one? The Kings of Leon?
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Um it was Caleb, the lead singer, was like, had a pretty big drinking problem. So then and we
2: should start off with the whole band. They're br- brothers and cousins.
1: The guitar player is their, the lead guitar player is a cousin. But okay. the, th- the drummer, the bass player, and the lead singer are brothers. Yikes. The follow will. Follow will? Or follow well? I don't know. But they, uh, they started a band together and the bass player didn't even play bass but they were like hey we, you have to we want you to play bass which is 90 percent of the time that's how bass players happen <laughs> uh, and, but
0: and how, and how does that make you feel Dave
1: um I mean I'm part of it my brother told me I couldn't play guitar because he did <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah my brother said I couldn't play his gamecube so now I play guitar <laughs>
1: but they, they there's a, the a documentary they made uh the about Talihina like,
2: Sky or is that what it is Yeah.
1: Called? Yeah.
2: Man, that just that live clip of them playing that song. Just look that up. Adam, if you want to link that you can, but like the them live Tallahina Sky where it's like in the middle of the auditorium, it's like 2 minutes of them fucking bickering like just bitching at each other. And then it's three minutes of like, oh, this is a really pretty song. You guys are like really good together. How, <laughs> how do you, they just, it is just like, wow, this is annoying.
1: It's yeah. I mean, the weird thing about them and their, their feud, it's really the, it seems like it was the the drummer and the lead singer. They were always getting on each other's nerves, but they grew up in a super religious household where they were singers. Like they would, they had a church duo, Group where they were on like local television in Oklahoma singing church songs and singing harmonies and stuff. So then they start discovering, uh, you know, rock and roll music and they totally buy into that whole thing and start writing songs. And then they get big really fast. So they started feuding most when they were in the studio trying to record all these albums. But there's some great footage in that documentary of them being on the tour bus and the drummer being like, You're too drunk. You're always fucking drunk, man. He's like, we can't get anything done because of your fucking drunkness.
2: (laughs) So, and this all came to a head at a show in Dallas, actually. Yep. Here in Dallas, Texas, they, I don't know if I remember this all correctly, but like they came out, they played like a couple songs, like a handful of songs, and basically the singer, uh said he said all right guys this will be uh the last kings of leon show for a while i'm going to go to rehab and walked off stage and literally <laughs> that's what happened the band like went oh, on hiatus shit. while he went to rehab i don't know if he's sober now but the the band is they're still going strong they just released a song the other day uh and it's pretty good
1: yeah it is pretty good and their last record walls is pretty good too i think i think he's still sober
2: yeah but regardless, like that was uh, apparently it just like came to a head that night. And like, I just think it's so funny that he's like, all right, I'm going to play these five songs. And like, all right, bye. Uh, I'm going to go to rehab. Peace out. <laughs> yeah. I remember that was like all over like the Dallas Observer and all that stuff. Because it was at, um, I think the, whatever it's called now, the Dos Equis Pavilion or something like that. It was there. And yeah, just got up and left.
1: I think, though, you know, if you're in a band, it it may be cliche to say it, but it is like a relationship. So eventually, after so many years, there will be arguments. There's a great clip from um, the Foo Fighters documentary where the guitar player is like, he says, uh, he's like, it just stands to reason that no matter what you're doing, if you're doing it for too long, you will need a break from it or else things will get sour.
0: Yeah yeah I mean I think I think that that I mean it is it is like a relationship there's no doubt about it and I think that you just have to take care of yourself in any relationship and then going back to it being a work too I mean if you're not taking care of yourself in your work setting either you're you're fucked so you have to take care of yourself in either situation you're in I, a lot of the time people are just either too egotistical or they just need some kind of help and there's nothing wrong with needing help everyone that needs help but people just don't want to do it sometimes
2: yeah. And I, like, just even take out the music from the context of like, I, I mean, like I work with people who have been doing the same thing for 30 plus years and they're like, you know, not that they're sour or anything, but they're, there's definitely that mindset in their mind that like, they're like, I have a retirement counter on my phone. I'm just waiting for the right time. Like it'll be in one yeah. year that kind of stuff where it's like there's nothing wrong with that but there is that idea of like yeah you've been doing the same thing forever you haven't had a chance to get a break whereas like let's say you know for your like you change careers every five years or not careers but like change your scope of work like every five to ten years that it's probably a little bit more refreshing so you know
0: stands to reason especially being in a band i mean you're you are legitimately with the same three four people and that's it i mean like when you're on tour you have like uh, like you know the, the crew and whatnot coming with you and there's other factors once you get bigger um and older with a family some people bring their family on tour etc but i mean at the end of the day when you're when you're out oh uh, most jobs i mean i would i would argue in most cases it's more than three to four other people that you're working with i'd argue that it's a it, it's it, it's not such a tight-knit group of people and also the work that you do is like the straight up between the three of you or the four of you. You have to sit in that room and you have to go, okay, let's do this together, or else we're fucked. And sometimes that is the case in other workplaces where it's only four of only four people going, okay, this is this is us. We have to make this happen. But every single time a band does something, where an artist does something, or a musician does something, excluding a few people, it's like such a small group that has to make it happen. And and so you mean you have to try to find some way to work to get along, but you're not always gonna like them, and you have to find some way to work. It's hard. It's very very difficult.
1: And you're like on tour, it's 24 hours a day with the same group of people.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, we had that argument with an old coworker of ours who said that. Uh, yeah I would be the drummer for Taylor Swift's band In a heartbeat that would be fucking easy It's like no it wouldn't It wouldn't be no, easy wouldn't. for a number of reasons It wouldn't be easy for so many reasons First of all you play the same shit Every single night For two, over 200 nights a year uh, That's a lot You fuck up once you're out the door Two yep. you're touring with these people You have to get along with them If you're not getting along with them You're going to have a really fucking bad time You're going to have an awful time If you can't find some way to get along with them
1: yeah yeah that's it's... right
0: fuck you taylor swift
1: <laughs> <laughs> if i got that call i would do that immediately
0: oh yeah for sure but be, it but it's 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 work it's fucking work like you get that call you do it immediately and i'm sure you'd be stoked on it but you'd also recognize this is a fucking paycheck and i'm doing this for work and i'm gonna put my fucking like i'm it's not gonna be easy you know? Yeah, exactly. and that's the same thing with any band setting even if it's like a group of friends writing something together, it's never going to be just easy, there's always going to be times where it's like, you know, we're going to get into an argument, I've been in arguments with bandmates before, and it sucks
1: yeah, and you know, when we think about like most of the examples, aside from some of them, most of the examples we've been talking about with these feuds, these people have changed a lot of things in music like there's such yep. big names in the history of music that it's like sometimes the I don't want to be cliche to talk about, like, the tortured artist, but, like, there's a bit of uh, conflict and anger that goes into really making something that will stand the test of time like that.
0: And just the scope of what you're doing on top of that, I mean, like, I I couldn't imagine having, you know, that many people listening to what I'm doing and then going like, this changed me, you know? And from any member of a band's perspective, that's going to be hard. And especially if there is an egotistical member or multiple egotistical members of a band, you have to find some way to reel it in and have a conversation versus just being egotistical and getting angry.
1: Yeah,
2: man. I think we should, you know, yeah, we're going to wrap this up for today, but I I think we should really do uh, a music feud. Another one, uh, but Local Edition, where we can ask all of our friends who have broken up, uh, you know, how much they hate each other.
0: <laughs> I, 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 can t- I can tell my own personal story. Yeah, yeah me too. Perfect.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next time, where we air our dirty laundry. And I won't do- edit out Dave and I bickering over Beyonce because <laughs> that did happen i did edit it out we didn't bicker but i felt uncomfortable because i was like oh i'm the asshole here and i'm editing it so, <laughs> so i'm wait, gonna take I, it if out if i
1: was the if i was the asshole you would have left it in yeah probably well yeah i mean i'm okay with i'm being, being an honest
2: asshole. though <laughs> so y'all watch it um uh y'all want to go into what we're listening to kara
1: I think that's that's also that we should record that and have that be part of it now.
3: Yeah, I think that has to be part of it now.
0: <laughs> yeah. You gotta, eventually, you gotta, you gotta come do it. Eventually,
3: she's gonna get tired of doing this. The first, the first week, <laughs> I
0: asked her to do it, and then last week and this week, I, I'm just yelling at her.
3: That's what I figured. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe you should ask
0: nicely. No. Yes, ma'am. Oh, ma'am. Hi, Kara.
2: You are
0: you not looking at yourself? I am. You got to do the thing. Where is it? The mic is right this there. This is all staying in. <laughs> <laughs> feud. This is a feud. This is a feud right now. Hey, listen. Gets better Yay. and better. Oh, oh she I hit see. me. It's so tiny. The recording? Yeah. Oh, it's,
3: uh, oh, Hagen oh, doesn't oh, want yeah. to see himself. Yeah.
1: Kara Ow, said you're tiny. She... Kara said you're tiny.
0: Kara always says I'm tiny. Nothing new there. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
2: So I've been listening to uh, two new releases this week. Uh, Gerard Way released an EP called "The uh, Distraction and Despair EP." If you don't know Gerard Way, he's the singer of My Chemical Romance, and uh, apparently, like since the hiatus of My Chemical Romance, he's been just like releasing solo songs, not for like a full release. Like he just basically will do a song, release it, and that's it. And he just was sitting on some songs that he just wasn't done with and just throw them out uh it's basically two finished songs and then uh two noise tracks so it's like that's cool the two finished songs are good but then the like the noise tracks are kind of just like very loud and it's very rough like they're not mastered together so it it is very much a kind of like he just gave you his hard drive which is cool um also the strokes just came out with a new album the new abnormal uh, they can be very hit or miss since their past two albums or since their first two albums. But uh, I would say that this is along the right course for them to, uh, you know, hit a nice chord of like what people liked about the strokes and made them huge in the beginning. And then also the new direction that obviously they want to go in where it's more synthetic or just different. So I think it- it's not quite there yet, but it's like it's nine songs and like overall, like I think it's really good. Um, And then the last thing I have is uh, I watched uh, Labyrinth for the first time this week. I've never seen that movie before. That movie fucking rocks. It is such a weird (laughs) trip. I mean, like, I don't even know if it's a good movie. It was just like, wow, this is fucking nuts. That Magic Dance song slaps.
1: I I fucking hate the whole, I can't wait until people stop saying that slaps. (laughs)
2: That does not slap.
1: What? Oh, that's
3: funny. Jackson's not going to stop.
2: <laughs>
3: so <laughs> I've
1: been listening to Dawes. Uh, I have been, I have been listening to Dawes. Actually, my fiance the other day was like, "Can we listen to Dawes?"
0: <laughs>
1: you should marry her. I know, and I was like, "Yes." <laughs> so uh, aside from that, I've been listening to uh, Andrew Bird. John Prine because he passed away boo. rest in peace rest in peace John Prine boo also, death by the way I listened boo death. to um god shut the fuck up <laughs> I listened to I listened to Nomdi's I listened to Nomdi's new record
0: yeah okay
1: yeah I, d- I didn't like it
0: move on someone said that move on I'm trying
1: to move on <laughs> I listened to Nomdi's new record finally and I didn't like it at all.
0: That's why I said move on. so
1: I oh. don't like that yeah. you said that. Well, I'll just say I listened to Nambi's new record and I didn't like it at all. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's fine. You're, you're allowed to have
3: wrong opinions. Uh, <laughs> oh, what's uh, Jackson After doing? you mentioned it last week, I listened to Thundercats' new album. Really great. Uh, I think, Dave, you mentioned it last week.
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah, it is pretty good.
3: Um, and then uh, this came out a while ago, but Free Nationals put out their own album, the band that works with Anderson Pack, And it's pretty good it's hit or miss though some of the songs are not good
0: i'm not such a big fan of it like some yeah some of the songs are pretty good that's the best way to put that album it's like it's it's really fun i think that that i think it's a really fun album but it's not something that i'm gonna listen to like um, a lot at all and and i i don't
3: remember what songs i liked on it but it was it it was just okay yeah there were probably about half the songs where i was like oh that's a good song but i'm not gonna listen to it again so
0: Uh, I have been listening to uh, There's a band from Austin Called the Kraken Quartet Uh, Jackson is writing on a notepad That says It it says you suck (laughs) I can (laughs) read Except it was was mirrored (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, So there's a band from Austin called Kraken Quartet And they put out a really cool EP uh, Called Backdrop And it has uh, the lead singer from Hikes Playing guitar and singing on it it is fucking amazing i mean cracking quartet is like it's it's like kind of math rock but it's like marimbas and vibes and shit it's super duper interesting
1: oh that sounds Uh, cool
0: and then uh adobo we've played with them we have but it was at killers so there's no reason for you to have watched it
1: yeah i don't Um, remember that
0: but uh adobo the lead singer from um hikes uh they play guitar and sing on the whole thing and so it's really it, it has like a really cool math rock vibe with the with because hikes is a great math rock band so it it has that vibe but really different tones uh the melodies are kick-ass it's it's one of the coolest things i've heard in a long time one of the most original things i've heard in a long time um there's a pop singer named madison beer that one of my students told me about uh she's really cool um definitely some really cool arrangements particularly the song selfish which is her her biggest one but it's really really cool um and then i have been uh listening to a lot of podcasts and stuff i've i've shouted out last podcast on the left before they don't need to shout out they're fucking big uh but the jfk series that they did is six parts it it is insane it's fucking insane uh it it gives you so much information and if you at all like conspiracy theory stuff uh they they do the first four parts on like what like what quote unquote happened and then the next two parts the final two parts are like conspiracy theory explanation of conspiracy theory and then what they the theory they subscribe to and it is it's so interesting it took me a long time to get through it uh um, yeah i was going
1: to ask like when do you listen to podcasts uh
0: i it, it's it's a mixture of things like while i'm cleaning uh i don't do it like while i'm like working out or anything cuz i want to like listen to it and, like actually pay attention um but while i'm just cleaning or sitting around i'll put i'll put a podcast on um or i mean yeah but it's 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 great it's honestly like the last part is two and a half hours long and I started it and just didn't want to stop. And then I started cooking and I was like, I'm not listening to this intently. And I heard one of the hosts say, this is what, this is the theory I subscribe to. And I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not ready for this yet. I have to stop and do this again. Uh, but it's, it's a whole lot of information and it's, it's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Can I, uh, can I, can I take the closing? Is that okay? Jackson, okay. do you give me permission to take the closing? Did Dave mute you?
1: no <laughs> oh, great.
3: that's why he was writing those notes back <laughs> dude my hands
1: are just not even anywhere close to that because i never mean to mute him i did mean to mute him the other night when we were trying to play jackbox
2: <laughs> by the way that was a fucking nightmare
1: why yeah, were you yeah. laughing oh you and Keith keely told were a dying good joke. at the end yeah oh, she told
2: okay. a hilarious joke and it was very funny that's what it's like to care about somebody dave okay Okay. Fuck!
1: Whoa!
0: Now you can mute me. All right. No. Here, here, here's here's the closing. Everybody, thanks for listening.
2: is pee pee.